I, I, I still wanted to be spiritual, but I just didn't want to write a message. And so uh, gratefully, I have a very capable young man who's able to come and speak to us this morning. We appreciate Pastor Noah. We appreciate his wife, Kelly. We can truly say, Trace and myself, that they are really a spiritual son and daughter. And, and we appreciate that so very much. They have a servant's heart. They do everything they can to help make ministry and life easier. And that means, well, it means a lot more than he gets paid. I can tell you that. But I appreciate their heart to do that willingly. And so this morning, I'm just believing we're all going to have ears to hear. Amen. We're all going to have eyes to see. And we're going to listen to what the Lord is going to say to us. And so let's encourage Pastor Noah as he comes and he shares the word of God with us this morning. Pastor Noah, come on up and God bless you. We love you a lot. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. You know, this gets easier after about four or five times. But also, I can tell you this, there's been a, um, a level of excitement in this past week and knowing that I was coming up this Sunday, I think one was because I only have a limited time to speak and I don't have to, to try to talk that long. But mainly it's because, you know, when we come to church on a regular basis, oftentimes it seems like practice. It's, if you've ever been involved in any kind of sporting event, it's like practice. You come and, you, and you, you, you're practicing. Well, there comes a day, even in school, when you're, when you're going to school and you're getting taught, there comes a day for a test. And, and when, when you're in a sporting event, there comes a day for the actual game day. You know, and when that, when that day comes, there's, it's not, you know, when you're in school, you're not taking notes anymore. When you're on the field, you're not running drills. It's game time. And it's exciting as a Christian to be in front of you all and actually have a day where, where church is becoming game day. This is, this is where it is, guys. We are in an in a era where all that has led up to these, this time has been practice. And we as Christians need to prove ourselves worthy to God through our faith and and all that we can show him through our, our obedience and, our, and our, the expectation that Pastor just mentioned. And so I'm just, I'm excited. There's a level of excitement this time around that um, it supersedes all, all before. And I prepared notes, and guys in the back, I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, the power of God is going to move in this house today. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to stick to notes, so the PowerPoint might get out. So we're just going to pray for a miracle in that regard as well. Um, but I want to start by letting you know this. You know, I, I listened to a CD here recently that I got from a, a hitch place. If you've ever been to Corbin's, there's a, you can get a hitch is put on. Michael Calligan's nodding his head. I know you've, you've been there. And they were, there were some CDs there, and I, I picked one up, and it was just some random evangelist that, was, that recorded some CDs and put them on, on their counter. And I took one, and a very interesting message he gave was, uh, well, it opened up with the fact that he's an evangelist. He's a traveling evangelist. So he, he likened evangelism to um, what it meant as a shepherd leading sheep. And if you've ever pictured a, a shepherd that's leading sheep, there's the shepherd, and he's got the staff, and he's the, he's the gentle one, and all the sheep respond to his voice, and there's a trust that they have in him. Meanwhile, there's a sheepdog running around keeping the perimeter and, and it, it, it does its job, and it runs around, and it's almost, it barks and snaps and, and almost has a, a meanness to it that keeps these sheep in order. But the shepherd didn't have to do that. Well, this morning, I'm going to operate in that capacity, okay? <laughs> Pastor is your shepherd, and I'm going I'm to be that evangelical voice for you this morning. 
And I say that because there's, there's some truths, there's some hard truths that we need to realize and we need to embrace if we're going to come and to experience that power of God that we're crying out for. So this morning, before the time is through, guys, I want you to, I want you to come into this place where we've, we've called out for God's power. Last week, Pastor spoke on crying out for the power of God. But before we do that, I want to stir up your faith. That's what I'm here to do this morning. I want to stir up your faith. This is really a prelude to the service that's actually going to take place in just a little while. Your faith is what causes God's attention to come to you in your individual circumstances. We come together as a corporate body, and that's important. But today, it's about you as an individual, those individual prayers that you've lifted up to God for so long that you felt like weren't being heard, that just need a miracle in order to take place in your life. Today is the day, guys. Today is that day for you. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the little miracles that that God has allowed to happen in all of our lives. Um, last, last time I spoke, I spoke on what are you planting? And we talked about sowing and reaping and putting forth those judgments and, and even those positive things that are ultimately going to come back to you. When it comes to your faith, guys, there are there, when you speak and you proclaim certain things, those things become activated in the spirit realm. Okay, but it's your faith and your expectation that allows those things to actually take place, that you can see them like you're going to see today in your own life. Just a few months ago, we went on a ski invasion trip with the youth, and as you well know, I injured my knee, and it was, it was paralyzing for a little while. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't move it. I was out of work. I was, I was really hurt. I couldn't do anything. And as a youth pastor, you've got to be able to run and play football, or you're just not cool. And I, I really, I wanted so badly to, to have a healing. And Pastor Tyler referred to him as pastor because he operates in that, I think he's in the other room right now, otherwise I'd have him stand up. He taught a lesson on a Wednesday night to the preteens about expectation. And that message spoke to me. Now, there's preteens in the room that we're supposed to be teaching, but I was being taught, and my eyes were open, and my knee was in so much pain that Wednesday night when I got here. And Austin was in the room. Austin Powell, Austin, well, I, I want to, Massenburg, yeah, that, that would make a chuckle, wouldn't it? Uh, and he was holding my hand, and we were all praying, and I had lifted up a need, and he said, Noah, I want to pray for your knee. And I said, now, Austin, I don't want you to pray for my knee, unless we're, we're, I mean, we're expecting for a miracle. And I wanted to make sure that he was, and he looked at me with a seriousness in his eyes, and he said, I want to pray for your knee, and I expect a miracle. And I said, well, go ahead then. And we, we prayed. And I'm not kidding. As we stood there, my knee, pop, it was like a, if you've ever cracked your knuckles, it was a pop that took place. And I was expecting a miracle. And when it happened, it was... Well, this is, this is Austin. You know, I'm, I'll, you know, Pastor Baird lays his hands on you and anoints you with oil. You expect things to happen, but this is a preteen. I have walked away from that with no pain ever since then. Now, there are some, some anatomical healings taking place, but pain was lifted immediately. And I have been able to function. I work as a, I'm, I'm a construction worker, so I'm constantly climbing ladders and doing things I was not able to do. The faith of a, young, of a preteen the expectation of a preteen was able to, to manifest like that in me, his authority. So I want to tell you right now that there's nothing that God can't do for you, okay? Now, also, we need to remember that when God uses happenings in our life to change the way we look at him, 
he, he oftentimes and almost always uses people. You remember that story in the Bible when there was a multitude of individuals that were fed, sitting on a hill with just a couple fishes and a little bit of bread? You all remember that story, the, the, the feeding? Well, do you realize that Jesus didn't perform that miracle? It was the disciples who were passing out the food. It was in their hands that the miracle manifested. And it was their faith that caused it to work and their obedience. When Christ said, here, take this, they didn't understand it. In fact, there was a bit of a, excuse me, I sh- we should probably send them home and get something to eat. No, uh, us do it, really. Okay, if you say so. And they, they put their feet to this faith and obedience and really their expectations, I'm sure, were exceeded. But they had some expectations. I'm not sure what they were. We weren't there. But as they walked through and passed these, could you imagine the marvel that they experienced when they saw this manifestation of God's power happen through them? That is just, and that, that's really not even one of the, the biggest miracles that was performed in the Bible. The centurion. This is a man of great power. In the natural, you know, he was, he was a head of armies. He knew, he knew what it meant to delegate um, his authority and, and to put forth tasks on people. And he came to God and said, listen, my, my servant, just his servant, this isn't a family member, this isn't his financial you know, situation, this is his servant, someone who he cares about. So there was a, a sense of selflessness here. But he came to Jesus and he said, listen, I really need your help. My servant is sick. Can you go ahead and heal him? Jesus said, well, let's go to your house. He said, well... With all due respect, sir, I know that you have the authority to just speak and it will be done. So can we just go ahead and get this thing taken care of? That is faith. That is true faith and expectation. And Jesus stood back and said, whoa, this is that verse in the Bible where he says, I haven't seen faith like this anywhere. This, this, yeah, let's instantly healed from miles away. He didn't have to be there to lay hands. Guys, you don't have to be in church and have hands laid on you to have this kind of stuff. What we're doing here is to stir this up so that you can not only experience today and to get infilled today, but when you leave here, the same power exists. God is not a God of, of touch. God is a God of miracles, okay? Miracles don't require touch all the time. All right, well, the last, the, I always marvel at this one. Peter, you know, he, he's in the, everybody's in the boat. The waves are going on. And, and Jesus, they see him out there. Oh, look, look, it's, it's him. And you get a disciple going and you know, Jesus said, come on out. The water's fine. You know, he, oh, his faith is there. He puts his feet to it. He's obedient. And he gets out of a boat. Some of us won't get out of our house if it's raining to come to the house of God. But he walks on water in a storm. And because of his faith, he was able to do it. But just as his faith started to waver, he started to sink. And oftentimes that happens with us. We need to be aware of those things that allow our faith to, to, to stay strong, to keep us walking above the circumstances in our lives. And that is to surround yourself with people of like faith and to exhort one another and to, to, to press in and to have days like today where you can come and exercise and use it. It's no good, guys, if we're not using our faith. Now, granted, a faith without works is dead. Amen. But works without faith are equally dead. You understand? So we need to make sure that we're exercising this.
Now, three words that I wanted to put forth today were faith, obedience, and expectation. If you get nothing more out of today's service and this prelude to what's going to take place, those three words are critical, critical to seeing things happen in your spiritual life. When I spoke about planting and, and you know, sowing and reaping and, and planting seed and seeing forth fruit, there is always a, an adjustment period or a gestation period when we plant a seed. And oftentimes in our lives when, when God has spoken a word over us or we have proclaimed those things that we know are true because his word says so, there's oftentimes an, a gestation period and his timing is always right. And as we're waiting on that timing, the enemy tends to, to get his cue from those times. And he does come after us. And a lot of you sitting in this room today are experiencing, well, I could just say this, we're in church, but all hell could be breaking loose in your life right now. And it very well could be leading up to this moment for you. Oftentimes, just like a birth, when, when, there's, when, when a, a woman goes into labor, there's this great pain that takes place. Praise God, I'll never know what that's like. But there is a pain that takes place and, and there's discomfort and there's all these things. But all the while, there's a miracle forming inside. You understand? And it's so important that we take these times to understand that, granted, the devil might be after us, but he's after us because he sees potential. And when that potential comes forth, that is the worst thing that he can ever have happen to his kingdom. But it's the best thing that happens to our lives and to God's kingdom. So... As you're sitting here today and you might be experiencing some of those and, and the peak might be, be getting reached and while you're, while you're waiting, just visualize this miracle coming forth because today, guys, is your day. And to, for some of you, today is going to be the beginning of your miracle. God oftentimes works out miracles in, in his timing, of course, but also in layers, and I know, guys, that you're looking at a miracle before you even right now. I am a product of God's grace. Noah Pruitt does not exist anymore the way he did as a result of the miracles of God and the, the faith that I had that was sown into me by my parents and the expectation that I had. And when I finally snapped, when I finally broke and I finally surrendered, and I put away my pride and I put away all those things that would, that would stifle God's hand to move in my life. That's when I received. I always knew it, but it's not enough to just know. Don't give up your miracle to pride. That, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you right now, pride is your enemy. Pride is the very thing that is going to steal from you that which God has for you. And it comes and manifests itself in so many ways. It's so sneaky. But you... And God know when it's there. And it's hard. It's, it's very hard to get that and, and to suppress that pride so that God can, can work in you. But that is absolutely necessary for, for really achieving today what God has for you. So I'm going to encourage you even right now to take that, that, that fear, take that, um, that feeling of what are people going to think if I walk up there and lift my hands or if I lay on my face at the foot of the cross or if I go and let pastor lay hands on me, am I going to look like those people at the Benny Hinn crusades? And, and am I going to, well, praise God, I hope you do. 
because those people are the ones that are receiving. Those are the ones that are selflessly coming into the presence of God and asking for his presence in their life, for his miracle to take place. You need to throw away all stigmas that the world throws at you. All the news channels that talk about uh, in the movies that make the Christians look silly and all those things. Guys, we are in church. If, this, if we can't do this in the house of God, we don't stand a chance out in that world. So I'm going to, as pastor comes forward in just a little while, he's going he's gonna to solicit your presence, but more so that you leave, if I could say this and, and make it make sense, but leave yourself at your seat and only allow your spirit, man, to come forward. That's oftentimes the hardest thing that we can do. When God restores you, he's going to do it in such a way that you will suddenly be walking in the light. You see, you're going to come forward and there's going to be a burden that you've been carrying around with you forever that when it's lifted, if it's financial, spiritual, emotional, um, physical, there's, there's going to be so many different needs brought forth today. But when he lifts these things, suddenly you're walking in his light. And in his light, darkness cannot exist. You understand? And, and with his light, it, it exposes all those areas in you that you might not have even thought about. But when you come forward and, and, you ex- and those things are exposed, you're going to see things about yourself that you're going to probably not like. If you're like me, you're going to see these things and you're going to wish that they weren't there. And he's going to say, today's the day I'm taking them from you. But you have to relinquish them. Do you remember... Here, I even I, I put this on my scriptures. I'm bouncing around, guys, and I apologize for you in the back. In 2 Kings chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, Pastor talked about this last week. Before Elisha received his blessing, he asked for it specifically. Do you remember that? Elisha asked for it specifically. He didn't say, God, do with me what you would have done. Lord, I pray your will on my life. He was specific. He said, I want, he didn't just say, I want the mantle and then accidentally got a double. He said, I want a double portion. And that's what he got. It wasn't an easy thing to to get. And I'm going to tell you all right now, don't expect that this is going to be where pastor waves his magic wand and all things are made new because pastor is not doing any of this. It's God. Okay. And he's God's while pastor is going to go home after church. He's probably going to go maybe to Piccadilly and have a bite to eat. God is going with you. The presence of God that's in this place is what makes this church. And when you go to your place, he's with you. And that same power is still working. It's not that it happens in this instant. And when you walk out that door, you say, oh, well, I don't feel any different. I assure you his presence is in this room right now. You're going to be marinating. And when you leave, it's going to be on you. But your expectation needs to be there. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If you looked at me today, I think I look a lot the same as I did even 10 years ago, minus my spare tire. But the fact is, you might not see in me, the change that took place, the, mir- the miracles that have taken place in my life with your eyes. But if you knew me and you knew my spirit and you were connected to me in that fashion, in that way, 
you would definitely see a difference. My mom raised me in such a way that I had hope. And eventually that hope that, I, that was seated in me bore fruit. And through my faith, that hope and the fruit was a miracle of my salvation. The death of Noah Pruitt, the resurrection of a man of God. That took place. But you know what? The lay person would not notice. But it doesn't change the fact that it happened. 11.6, you can put that faith verse up there. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. I just want to read this out of the New King James. It says here, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Capital H. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I know a lot of you in this room, I know most of you in this room, and I know that you diligently seek Him. And He rewards you. But it's the faith. It is the faith that you bring to the table this morning. Not the faith that you had yesterday. Not the faith that you might have tomorrow. But it's the faith that you have right now as you sit in this room that is going to cause the windows of heaven to open and for him to pour out all that he has for you as individuals. Everyone's going to get something different. But he's going to pour it out because of our faith. You know, God created us to, to serve a purpose. I can't tell you exactly what he's called me to be, but I know I'm operating in the capacity of a teacher. And he's given me that, and that is a miracle in itself. I would never have seen myself standing up, addressing you all, talking about the power of God, moving in your life the way it moved in my life. I, I, I hope and pray that the enthusiasm and the excitement that I have experienced through my resurrection, my new birth, could somehow flow out into this altar area so when you come forward that you can just get a taste of that because if you only had a taste of what I've experienced, I can assure you it will change your life forever. I was researching, thinking about this. I was trying to think about it from, from the angle that I sat in church for so many years and heard about a message like this and saw the evangelists and, the, and the, the, the prayer ministries and people getting healed. And so I put together a list. Just a, it's, a, it's not even a full list. And you'll see it scroll behind me here of the miracles. Well, just trust me, those are all miracles. We tried to downsize it so we can fit them all in there. But if you just, it's just going to keep on going. There's over 120 references of miracles that took place in the Bible, Old Testament and New. And it just keeps on going and going and going. There will be some that believe that it somehow stopped at some point. But the fact is, guys, it's still going. America has too many options. We can go to, if we don't like the report from one doctor, we'll go to 15 others. And that will just occupy six, seven, eight years of our lives just running from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. The, the option of a miracle doesn't come until perhaps we're laying on our deathbed. And there's so many people that are missing out on the power of God moving in their life because of these options. 
God is a God of miracles. They just keep on coming. And I assure you, this is not the same slide rolling over and over. These are all individual miracles from I just look at the, the, the woman with the issue of blood. There's so many references. But how she, how she broke out, you know, that time, there, we didn't have the, the, the feminine products that we do today. And the women that were experiencing that time of the month would stay at bay. They wouldn't come out. They wouldn't mingle with the general population. Well, this woman not only mingled with the general population, but when she heard that her Messiah, that the son of the living God who possessed all the power of the kingdom of heaven was coming into her town, she wasn't going to miss it for the world. She didn't care what other people thought. She didn't care at that time about what the rules were pertaining to her particular situation. She broke out and not only just came out and and attended this particular event, But as the Son of God, Jesus Christ, made his way through the crowd, which, you know, our our pop stars today and the paparazzi that surrounds them couldn't compare to the mass of people that would mob him when he came into town. So you can imagine how difficult it was to make your way to get within range to touch the hem of his garment. And with all these people all over touching him and, oh, can I get your autograph? You know, you can just picture all this that's taking place and he's, you know, being probably has his disciples acting like bodyguards and moving people away and he's just making his way through. This woman grazes the hem of his garment and it causes him to stop. He turned around, he said, who touched me? Well, who didn't touch you? Everyone was touching him. There's a lot of people in church, but it was the faith and the expectation and the obedience and the desire of that one woman who barely nipped him. Didn't say she grabbed his ankle or tripped him up. It, she touched the hem of his garment. And that got his attention so much so that everything else that was happening, all the chaos, came to a standstill for one little outcast. Now you can't tell me that that God can look at you and your situation today as you sit here this morning and believe that he doesn't care for you, that he doesn't care about your financial situation, that he doesn't care about your physical ailment, that you're the relative that's in the hospital bed right now that couldn't make it here today, that, that you can't pray for them like that centurion. I tell you right now, as I stand before you, God performs miracles. And he performs miracles for his children. And his children believe in him. His children love him. His children have faith in him. When my daughter walks up to me and she's crying and she puts her arms up, I assure you I'm going to pick her up and she's going to have all of my attention. We are his children. He loves us. And you, he's omnipotent. I can't, I can't put into a, a, a sermon the power of God. But he is so powerful that he can give you an eternity of attention for you. You read about this Bible and you think, oh, how if he's caring for everyone, how can, he, how can he focus on... No, you don't understand God. He is so powerful that he has stopped eternity for you. He... Can, can you understand where I'm going with that? He, is, he, is, um, he keeps the sun burning. He is powerful. It's going to take that faith for you to... In fact, you know what? I need to do this.
All right. You all see what we have here. This is, this is a chair. I'm not sure exactly who the manufacturer is. There we go. It's a church chair. <laughs> sure enough. But there it is, church chair. I want everybody to be able to see this church chair we have up here. I don't have too much time, but I do want to get this. Somewhere, someday, somebody designed this chair. Just as God designed you and God designed this place for us to dwell in, he designed the garden. God took the time to design these things to be, to be used. I assure you that the person who designed this chair did not intend it to be a paperweight. He didn't intend it to serve as a table surface, a leaning post. But he designed this chair to be used and to be leaned on. And this is a good example of faith in that to understand that there's a chair in this room, to have the knowledge of the fact that this is, in fact, a church chair. You see it under there? You even saw it. You read it. So you believe that this is, in fact, a chair, and it is actually here. And you understand that it's designed to be sat in. But if this chair never gets used to be sat in, it never reaches its full potential. There was a faith that was put in you at some point in your life. For every one of you, it was a different time. But that faith is there to rely on God completely, 100%. When you surrender, you know, when you, when you go and enter into death and come back through the resurrection, that what happened is you became 100% dependent on God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth for your well-being. For a lot of us in, in church today, in America especially, it looks like this. We lean on our faith. Yeah, we, you know, it's there. It's a label. Yeah, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Well, have you, have you had prayer? Have you had anybody lay hands on you for your cancer? Well, no. I've been to the doctor, and I have faith that God put the, the know-how in them, and I thank God for doctors. And Okay. Do you believe that God is a God of miracles? Oh, yeah, he did a lot of miracles. Okay. When, is it, when, when does the time come... When your faith gets exercised and your faith gets used how it was designed to be used, he, he wants us to rely completely on him. I didn't question when I sat down here whether or not this chair was going to hold me. I know that this chair is going to hold me. It's a church chair. <laughs> no, all, all joking aside, I, I know that. I know that because, number one, I see a lot of you sitting in them and it's holding you up. And just like in our faith, I can look around at many Christians. I have a wonderful mom and dad in, in the spirit who I watch their life, and I know that faith works. They experience trials and tribulations. They pray. They get hands laid on them. They do weird stuff to, be, to, to walk in this, but they're comfortable in it. They're not sitting on their faith with the expectation that, well, what if it doesn't work? What if this thing collapses and I fall flat on my butt? What are people going to... That's not... Oh, can you say that? Okay. But I said it again. The, um, the fact of the matter is this, the faith that we experience, okay, the faith that we're supposed to walk in, that 
Guys, it's, it's time for the church to arise and to pursue and to press into the things of God. And if you're not going to do it this morning, if you're not going to allow the presence of God, this, this environment has been set up for you to do just that. If, if you were having trouble doing it by yourself in your living room or even in your, in your prayer closet, or this is a wonderful opportunity for you to come forth and exercise your faith. I'm debating whether or not we should shut all the lights off so people don't see you weeping and praising God and dancing around like a chicken and doing all the things that happen when when Pentecost hits. Now, I'm gonna I want to finish up with this. Um, it's important that we experience faith. It's important that we exercise our faith, and all those things are very good. In James chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, we read that simply asking and believing is not always enough. Guys, I want to address your motives. Understand that as much as God loves you, as powerful as He is, He's not always concerned about your wants. I want a jet ski. That's nice. He doesn't, he's not going to throw one at me just because I believed for it. He's not going to throw one at me because I came up here and laid on my face because I just know that he, he put the desire of my heart in me and that jet ski just has to be from him. has nothing to do with the marketing propaganda and the sea commercials that I was watching last night. It's all from him. And I'm praying and I'm believing. In fact, I'm praying over that before I'm praying over being a better husband. He is fully aware of your heart. He wants you to depend on Him. He wants you to love Him. And to love Him means to know Him. And to know Him means to read about Him and hear about Him. And when you know Him, there's no way you're going to come into His presence and ask for a see-do. And I say that almost jokingly, but it's very true. The desires of your heart when you are truly transformed, will reflect his heart. And most times, it's, it's all the time, it's more difficult to achieve godly, a godly lifestyle than it is to achieve a worldly lifestyle. It takes miracles to be able to walk a Christian walk, truly, all out, every day, every night. There's a few things that can hinder your miracle this morning. We put them overhead. But number one is your senses. Guys, we have been desensitized to the things of the Spirit, and we have been super sensitized to the world. I'm asking you right now to take off your natural lenses. All those that, if you could picture these glasses being a video screen of what the world would have of Noah. Take those things off. Who cares about the world? That's going to fade away when we all pass and we move into his, his kingdom. But if you could, for a moment, put on your spiritual lenses. Allow everything that takes place here this morning to filter through that spiritual aspect of your, of your being. Secondly is pride. I address that. But guys, right now, understand that pride comes in very deceitful ways. I just want you to pray even before pastor comes up that 
your pride be just left in your seat. And I want to encourage every single person in this room to get up out of that seat and come forward because there's not a person in here that I'm looking at that doesn't have a knee this morning. But every single person gets up and moves, make their way, float even, to the front of the altars. Just get up here where you can be exposed to God. Yes, this is a natural um, setting, but the fact is spiritually what's taking place is obedience, submission. I surrender. You're holding up your white flag and saying, Lord, deal with me. Fix those things in my life. But it takes a lack of pride in order to do that. Prideful people don't surrender. But God gives grace to the humble. Thirdly is double-mindedness. You've heard the scripture where you're you're tossed to and fro like the waves in the ocean when you have double-mindedness. One foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel kind of scenario. You need to be certain that God is, that what you're feeling right now as I'm talking, that God is stirring up something in you, that his presence is truly here. And you have to stand on that when you come forward. Do not allow the enemy to plug some other false image, another false uh, attitude, or anything in your spirit as you come forward. You are to be focused on God like a, have you ever seen those laser pointers? Like that, just focused on God. And the last one is your motive, your self-motive. What is, what is it? Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for God? God is not interested in seeing you get any glory. He's not necessarily even interested in seeing you healed unless he's going to get the glory. God is a very jealous God. He yearns for you jealously. And he yearns to see you whole and complete, not just in the, 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 the temporal things, your finances and your health, and those things, but spiritually as well. And he yearns to see him get glorified. Like we're going to just run. I saw a group of bikes on Memorial Day. I think Alan was in the crew. Motorcycles, Harley Davidsons with these flags, these giant American flags, full size, not those little ones that you see on the cars, you know, but these jokers were, I don't know how the bikes were cruising, but there was about 12 of them riding. And what a statement was made when they flew their banner high. When we run to this altar, when we come to this altar, we're to raise a banner. When we walk out of here made whole and healed, we're to wave that banner and let the world know that God is alive. He is risen. He is king. He is a miracle performer. And let them see that that will draw the attention of the world. It's going to bring a negative press. It's going to bring all kinds of things. But praise God, God's getting glory. How many of you know negative advertisement can sometimes just be advertisement? We want him to be glorified through everything that takes place this morning. I want us to, um, to stand up, if you would, with me. I want to pray before pastor comes up. And let's just ask the Lord right now to prep our hearts. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for all that you're doing right now. Lord, we give you all the glory in this place. Father, I pray that right now, even as we sang this morning, that you will open blind eyes, not just naturally, Father, but even in the spirit. You'll restore hearing. Father, the lame will walk. Financial um, turmoil will be turned 
into judgment, not judgment, but a, your, your godly economy. Your Father, I just pray right now that you would cause all these things that are in your will, that you would have take place in this, in this house, Lord. We come to you. We surrender our lives to you. We surrender our wills to you. We come to you humbly, Father, and we ask all these things in your Son's name. Amen. Yes. Come on, you're moving from leaning to sitting. You're moving from just intellectually assenting to what Pastor Noah has shared. I mean, everyone in the house, I would assume, could shake their head. I was sitting there shaking my head going, yes, yes, yes. But you got to move from shaking your head to stepping into him. Come on, right now, begin to stretch out your hand and reach out to God right now, just as we're standing right here. Without any, without any music yet, without any artificial stimulation, just begin to reach out to God and say, God, I'm reaching out to you. I heard it. I heard it taught and proclaimed to me this morning. I heard the stories I know about walking on water, the woman with the issue of blood. I've heard these stories. And now, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm translating them out of the story realm into, into the faith realm for me. Come on, reach out right now. Everybody, put your hands up to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Begin to say, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. I believe your word to be true. I believe you're no respecter of persons. I'm seeking you for a miracle today. Lord, I believe you can do miracles. I believe the power of God is present to heal. I believe if your presence is here, then miracles are here as well. I believe that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Lord, I, I seize authority over my mind that's going a hundred different directions right now. I seize direction over the rationalization and the logic. And I command it to come down right now in the name of Jesus to let faith arise. Just simple childlike faith to arise right now in this place and in me in particular. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I believe that this morning, June the 7th, 2009, is my day. It's not just a day in the life of the church. It's not a day we'll just celebrate as people, but it's my day. I've determined that it's my day, Lord, to see you do an incredible thing in my life. I've determined I'm getting up from where I am and going to where you're at and begin to see you move in my life. Keep your hands up right now, guys. Number That number four, you're awesome in this place. Let's just sing and let's just begin one more time to solicit his presence. Turn it up, guys. Just say to him, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. As I come to your Pass the gates of grace into the sanctuary to a standing face to face. I look upon God and I see the fullness of your grace. I can. 
want us all to sing. Sing it like you mean it. You are awesome. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to come down and begin to fill in the wells and we're going to keep worshiping God. But you're coming because you need you need a miracle. You need God to be awesome in your life this morning. Come on, stretch your faith legs out a little bit. Just a moment. Right now, they're, they're, 
is at least, well, there's at least one and there could be several because this is how God speaks. But you've got some feet issues. You've got some feet issues. Could be in the arch. Uh, there, can, there can also be some uh, other issues around the back towards the heel, even the tendon, the Achilles tendon. And uh, we're just releasing the power and virtue to that right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, it may, that may not be you. If I call out some particular areas, that may not be you, but you can agree with me that God will begin to totally and completely mend your foot right now. Some of you even, uh, it was tender. It's tender to you. You just need to allow God to begin right now to mend it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There were some when Noah said, right when Noah said, female problems. You said, wow, that is so me. Ladies, it's you. You'd be embarrassed to come up to me and say that personally, but a female issue right now. Come on, that's you. Latch hold of it. I don't know. I, I don't under, being a man, I don't understand all the workings, but, but that's how you would define it. It's a female issue. And the Lord brought it up in the message even to say right now, virtue is being released to that issue area right now. In fact, you came in here. There was a pain associated with it. There was a pain associated in that area. It's a delicate thing, but that pain is going right now. It's going right now. Hallelujah. 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 That old knee thing. Again, it may be in the joint. There might even be one that's thought I may have to have an operation or a surgery on this thing. Come on. That's God talking to you right now. Pastor isn't just guessing. That's God talking to you right now. There's power being released to that knee right now. Go ahead, let it come back. You've treated it gingerly. Come on, come on, let your faith, let your faith rise up and, and challenge that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, we need to clear out all of the migraines right now. We're clearing them all out right now. The pain, some of you have had it right behind the eyes. Even as you came in today, it was right behind the eyes. And the Lord says, I'm clearing that right now. Because all it does is distract you from hearing his word and seeing what he can do. It's gone right now. Just say, I receive that. It's gone in Jesus' name. It's gone in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In fact, he's just talking about the joints. Apparently the knees and the wrists and the joints. Come on. They, they get sore. Begin to move the joint. Just receive the power of God in the joint right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'll just go so far as to say the Lord just spoke in my... I, I feel like it's a younger person. And um, there's blisters in the mouth. And... and the Lord is just speaking this out right now. You came in with blisters in the mouth right now. And the Lord's going to begin to dry them up right now. They're going to begin to go right now in the name of Jesus. You say, how did you know that? That was the Holy Spirit. He knows what's going on in your life. I sense the, it, it, it's, it's on the tongue and inside of the lip. They're drying up right now in the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Just tarry in the presence of the Lord right now. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed that even in a church of our size, all that goes on in people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Under the arm. It's under, well, my right arm, but under the arm. Come on. Feel, there, was, there was a cyst or a bump you were concerned about. It might be as simple as just a bump. It may be as, as large as a cyst. But right now, the, it's caused you concern. You haven't got it checked. You kept saying to yourself, I need to get that thing checked. I'm telling you right now, the Lord says he's checking it right now. It's leaving. It's leaving in the name of Jesus. It's leaving in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you guys got icing praises ready? Hallelujah. Let's just keep worshiping the Lord here for a minute. We bless your name. Let's just worship. God moves in the worship and the praises of his people. You will be exalted. Come on, whether I, I said something out loud or not does praise. not restrict the power of God from moving. You will have a passionate pride. You begin to sense his presence. You want God drawn to your situation, you got to sing to Him right now. chest out have you noticed your cough is gone you're not coughing come on take a deep breath the sinuses are cleansing the infection is going It's gone. 
Just repeat that over and over again. That'd be fine. I'm talking, there's more young people here. You need to know this. Somebody's been having bloody noses. The Lord just spoke to me and said, I'm cauterizing that area. You've been having an issue with bloody noses. And it's and it's happened at the most inopportune moments. It would not surprise me if yesterday, I just feel this, it just yesterday... There was the, the, the bleeding, and the Lord says, I'm stopping that now in the name of Jesus. I'm stop- you got to receive that, though, and believe that. There have been some that have said, I've even said it, that it's just something maybe a, a, a preteen and teenagers go through. I'm declaring, no, it stopped in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. you got to receive that, though. Hallelujah. Come on, some of you are needing creative miracles in the internal regions. Lay your hand, your own hand right there, in the internal regions of your body right now. Come on, you've had things that aren't working right inside of you right now. Just declare and say, body, internal region, I command you to begin to move and function as you were created perfectly. Perfectly in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask right now. God may have done something in the area that I called out. He may be doing things in areas that didn't get called out. You know, He can do that. He just spills over the box. But right now, something's happened in you. Now, I mean something legitimately has happened in you. And you can feel it. It's different. It's changed. Something has changed. The pain is gone. You, you can, it's, 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 it's distinguishably different at this moment. Is there anyone like that right now? Amy, slip over here real quick. Come over here. Step up, step up here. Tell us what God did. Uh, this morning I was just complaining I've had plantar fasciitis which is a pain in the heel it's very painful and um, it's gone I was just complaining to Danny this about it this morning but it didn't hurt it doesn't hurt hallelujah hallelujah father thank you thank you that it's not just the moment that this is a healing that remains it remains in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah what God do? 
Um, I've been having eating problems during the day, and I can feel that my stomach is going to let me eat whenever I want to. There's something different that's changed in there. Lord, thank you right now. Thank you right now that all these um, appetite issues and eating issues are being removed. And his body, right now, in Jesus' name, his body is responding to the power of God right now to function appropriately in Jesus. I break sickness, the gagging, in the name of Jesus. The refluxing is gone in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, even in the, in the areas, the colon area, Lord, we just, we just speak, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Perfect function in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah, give the Lord a hand. Who else had their hand up? Anybody got distinguishably, something distinguishably different? Come here, Mary. I strained my neck and my back. I needed um, Dr. Will to crack me, but um, I couldn't look over my shoulders. And picking up a baby was painful across my shoulders, and now it's totally gone. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now that that's not just a momentary deal. It's not just momentary. It's not just, it's not just in the atmosphere of your presence. But Lord, we declare God's people to be whole and well. Let it be established and done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap, will you? Hallelujah. Bring up. Say God did something distinguishably. I was uh, having some heart difficulties earlier today. It just, it's been clenching and doing weird things and I came in and and, and it was hurting and 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 now it's not. <laughs> things hurting gone. Amen. Lord, thank you for just demonstrating your power. Thank you, Lord, for doing this in Jesus name. Let it remain. Let it remain in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord another hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 Come on up. Guys, bring it from the beginning in just a minute. Come on up, Christy. Come on up. Honestly, I came up here for something totally different. But when you said about the, the thing under your armpit, um, I've had a swollen lip node for probably since March that hadn't gone away. And I'd asked my midwife about it. She said, those things can hang around for months. And it's not there right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. We're, you know, the thing is, listen to me, listen to me. And, and, and I understand there's a presence of God and there's the faith of God. In, in services that happen, and I've seen this for years, and people will receive a healing, and, and, then, and then when they're released, a lot of times it, it is not established. And my heart has been that in an atmosphere of faith, that is we believe that that will remain, that it, we bear fruit that remains. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we just declare, Lord, what you've done in Christie's life. Lord, it's just an indicator that her whole body's operating according to plan. In the name of Jesus. That every part, every, everything is just functioning perfectly and shall remain in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand clap. Come on, let's worship God here again for just a minute, all right? Let's keep our focus. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? 
Say, will he do it for me? The word says, yes, he will. He is no respecter of persons. What he did for every person that stood here and said, it's gone. He wants to do for you too. His name is great. And greatly. You're greatly to be praised. Come on, we're putting our focus back on him. It's where it is due. It's great. No other name. No other name that can heal your body. Let's give glory. Oh, Lord, this is the tip of the iceberg. Lord, we've just begun to step into your power. Lord, cause our faith to be increased. For greater things. Glory to your issues of the eyes issues of the eyes right now the Lord's clearing it up he's doing this so you can he's doing this in a physical tangible way in order that you might get spiritual vision you might know that he's renewing it's like it's linked up the natural vision and the spiritual vision and God's restoring it right now the tear ducts haven't been operating right 
I don't know if that means too much or not enough. But in the name of Jesus, we declare a cleansing and a renewing of the eyes. In Jesus' name. The sun, it's a sun, you've had the dilation issues. The sun has caused problems in your eyes. And, and, it's, and it's like when you go out and, or you're under any bright light, there's a problem there. And the Lord says that he's correcting that even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for doing that in the eyes, not only with the ducks, but with the dilation issues. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Blessed be your name, O God. Blessed be your name, O God. Power of God, just be loosed right now. Holy Ghost, be loosed in the name of Jesus to work in your people right now. To work in your people right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been a mole. It's like that thing, honey, when with clay. It's been that that it's been it's been a funny mole. And the Lord says, "I'm taking it off right now in the name of Jesus." You know, listen to me, listen to me. I, I believe it can happen and may happen at this very moment. I've seen that happen overnight. That the next day it just fell off in bed. In the name of Jesus, come on. There's 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 a mole there that you're concerned about, and the, and the Lord says, "I'm taking it away right now in the name of Jesus." Hallelujah. You, you put your finger there even. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Come on, receive the power of God. What's the area? What's the disease in your life that, that you feel like can't be reversed or broken through i'm telling you right now there's a virtue there's a power to reverse it right now in jesus name in jesus name hallelujah you know i came in this morning even with something as simple as the post nasal gunk i could feel it but it's dried it's gone so you just hang around in the presence of god and the lord begins to work like that Nothing too big, nothing too small. Thank you, Lord. We honor you in this place. We honor the working of the Holy Spirit who brings that to us in Jesus' name. Let me ask again. There's anybody, something that you couldn't do that, that, that just, it, it was wrong when it came in, but somehow or another, it's right at this very moment. How about it? Is anybody left? Hallelujah. We like to hear those testimonies. God, God can work and some are mended immediately and some men even through the day. Thank you, Lord, for doing this. Hallelujah. Put your hands, lift your hands to the Lord right now, will you please? Father, I thank you right now. Trace, come on up here and just stand with me for a minute. We're going to pray right now. I'm going to pray that not only will you receive the power of God, but that you're going to begin to be dispensers of the power of God. Peter and John said this. He said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I can give. And you know what I found through the years? I found through the years that what God has healed me of and has delivered me from become, even though they were weak areas or, or 
ensnaring areas or ignorant areas. They become areas of strength. Because where I am weak, he is strong. And, and where I am least, he is greatest. And some of you right now received a healing from God. And some of you are, are contending for your healing. And I'm believing that God is mending you this moment. And he's going to mend you through this day. And he's going to mend you as you come into Monday morning. And he's going to mend you through the week. And that Sunday, let me tell you something. Sickness is great when it goes instantly, but there are times in the Bible it says, and they walked away, and as they were walking, they were healed. Let me tell you something. I'm not giving up fighting sickness. I'm not giving up fighting disease. I'll give it a fight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But some of you listen to me right now. As God is working His power, as He's working His deliverance and His mending in your body, let me tell you, just by way of encouragement, that will be the very area that God will give you an anointing for. That, that very area. You, it's not the area you think you're so hot in. It's the area that you're weakest in. And that God comes and He gives you an anointing in that area. And he, he may gave you people. Let me, can I just share this with you? This is, I believe, a prophetic word. Some of you right now, you've been contending with, with, a, with a disease and a sickness. And God's going to give you people even this week that have the very same issue that you've got. And I'm going to encourage you. This is a prophetic word. Instead of commiserating with them and agreeing with them on all your symptoms, lay your hands on them and begin to speak healing into their body. And I believe like Job, as you pray for them, God will deliver you from that very same thing. You say, well, I, what if I feel bad at the moment? It don't matter what you feel like. Pray for them. He's going to give you the very people. Hear me. Hear me. I'm telling you, there's something unusual going on in your body, and the doctors can't figure it out, and they're, he's going to let somebody this week come across your path that can't figure it out either. And before, you would have looked at each other and said, well, let's just figure it out together here. And we'll just No. Just, just believe that that's your divine moment, that God's going to use your weakness to bring about... His power and their healing. Thank you, Lord. I want to be a conduit of power, don't you? Amen. Pray. I want you to pray specifically, honey, for the women. And, and that God will release them in a special way. And then I'm going to pray. And I'll pray for the men. And we're going to wrap this up. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that if, even in the, in the first century church that you used women in a mighty way. That, Lord, you, you first showed up to women. When you resurrected that day, you went to the women because you knew they would go and tell. And so, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, as you do things in our lives, even this week, that we will go and tell. That we will not keep it to ourselves, but we will go and tell. And, and I just, Pastor, I just, I felt like the Lord was saying, just like, just like the one day when he sent me to Walmart. And he asked me to speak to that lady and to prophesy over her and I was willing to do it I was scared I thought this is what if it's wrong what if it's not God but I did it and because of that he's going to release new levels of anointing and Lord that's what these women are going to do he is going to speak to you this week to lay hands on someone he's going to speak to you to as you hear someone at the grocery store saying that they're sick that you're just going to stop right there whether you know them or not and you say do you mind if I just pray for you you don't have to make a big show but as you do it and they are healed your, your faith is going to grow and then you're the god's going to bring you the next level and the next level he is this is like like noah said it's it's a it's a classroom he's teaching us and then he's going to send us out for the test and with each each test comes new levels but our faith is going to grow to that next level don't be scared he's not going to ask you to raise the dead tomorrow he's going to ask you to step forth and give that word
to just give that word, to just lay hands. But women, we are powerful. If it were not women that held the church together for the first, all these years, Lord, we wouldn't be here today. It's the women who have the faith to do and to hang tough when the tough gets going. We keep going. And so this morning, I just pray an anointing, a strong anointing on these women, Lord, that they would go forth. And Lord, that they would set the tone even in their own homes of faith. That no matter what the day looked like for your husband, no matter what the day looked like for your children, no matter what the day looked like for you, that out of your mouth comes a positive confession that God is on the throne, that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. All things are possible to him who believes. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am the head and not the tail. Lord God, you are my supplier. Your grace is sufficient that out of our mouth will come your word. Because we will set the tones of our homes and we will set forth in this city to do miracles. Lord, and I anoint these women right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, men. I'm going to pray for you right now. I want the men just to open up your heart. And I want you to receive right now. Men, you know, we're, we, we bring provision. We point people. But we've got to demonstrate faith. We've got to lead. We've got other areas to lead in. We've got to lead in faith. We've got to lead in trusting God. We've got to, we've got to lead in, in miracles. And, and I pray right now for you in the name of Jesus that great power would come to you. And it may be expressed in a little bit different way, but nonetheless, let it be expressed through your life in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that there would be a miracle working power that would come and work on behalf of the men and that you would also work through them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that there would be opportunities that they would seize, that they wouldn't think somehow it's less than manly, but that, Lord, they would step into a leadership with regards to the things of God. And, Lord, let, let just encouraging happenings begin to take place in their life, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray over the men that a spirit of intercession would come over them in the name of Jesus. And that, Lord, there would be a sense of crying out for more of God. Let there be more of God. More of God. More of God. And, Lord, I thank you for the men. I thank you, Lord, for their hearts that are after God. I thank you, Lord, for what they're doing in order... To, to bring the fullness of the gospel into their households and into the local church and into this region. I thank you for that. And Lord, we just reach out again and we just continue to cry out for miracles. Lord, we're, we're going to believe you in a, in a definite way uh, next week as well. But Lord, we don't want it just to be a, a, a three-week little series. Lord, this, this ought to be everyday, ordinary Christianity 101 in our life. It should go without saying that God's power will come. God's power will do what it needs to do. There is nothing, Lord, that, that can limit you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One last time, one last time. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, I pray right now. Many healings were declared out loud. Some, Lord, didn't come by word of knowledge. But, but Lord, you are, you are a healing God. And I believe virtue is going to people right now. That I, this is just, I just believe the Spirit of the Lord. That those that, that maybe didn't receive a word of knowledge like it came out this morning, Lord, they're going to mend as they walk out of this building. And they're going to mend through the day and through the week. And Lord, you're going to bring their bodies to full and complete restoration in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Not one. Come on, we're not leaving anybody behind. Amen? We're not even leaving a little sickness to linger. 
just to remind us we're human. We're, we're driving it all out in the name of Jesus.